welcome to Beyond the Bronx, conversations from the borough's best. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Boogie Down Beatdown, brought to you by Beyond the Bronx. It's your boy Val Cisco, alongside me, as always, Mr. J Rants. We're here to talk about some wrestling, sir. Are you excited? <laughs> mm, yeah, bro, I'm super excited, man. It's been a crazy weekend of wrestling, a crazy week. So, yeah, super excited, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a drama-filled weekend and going into the week as well, too. Bleeding into the week, if you will. Um, a lot of hear you say, she say, hearsay out there in the world of professional wrestling, whether it be AEW to WWE, don't really matter. There's still the same pit of patter Yeah. Or like your, bro, your boy Brody King tweeted, there's a lot of lawyers and cops online today. A hundred percent. A hundred. Medical experts as well, too. <laughs> That ass, bro. Well, this be this this be life now, sir. This be life in general, not just with the professional world, but wrestling mm-hmm. world, but just in life. Like, yeah, people out there with um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, eighth grade education saying, you know, I know more than scientists in the world. So hey, okay. this is mm-hmm. the world we live in. They don't even know how to wipe their own ass, and they talking about they know more than Stephen Hawkins, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, like, bro, you don't even know how to wipe your own fucking ass, bro. Stop. Shit stains. <laughs> yeah, shit stains. Still fucking buying fucking drinking Kool Aid and shit, bro. Like shit stains, McGee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, this is about professional wrestling. We have a lot to talk about, especially with an impactful weekend with regards to Saturday, Sunday, and of course everything that's bleeding over as well. Too. Let's get into um just the shows real quickly because I know we really want to deep dive into the the, the cheese man, the pochinche as we will. But um, let's go to WWE first because that was in the chronological order. Yeah. Clash at the castle. You know. I was kind of excited for this. I was shitting on this for a long time. Really? When, when the day came, I was like, you know what? Let's give this a real shot. Let's give this a college try. And I don't know. I was mixed feelings while I was watching the event. But beforehand, like maybe an hour before, I got excited. Mm, the only reason maybe i got excited for it like which I, I didn't know you were excited for it bro like you were just like eh, let's see but i mean it could have been maybe it was like the first triple h event maybe that's what it was could that happened it i don't know maybe it's, it's the smell in the air the european smell was in the air you know Ooh. smell like point cock and balls it smells a spot of dick <laughs> <laughs> like fish and chips were in the air and you know september 3rd in cardiff wales the Principality Stadium, bro. <laughs> Which they did not sell out, so don't get gassed by that 62K. Because exactly. Principality holds 74,500. There you go. 
I will say though, Ruckus audience though, they were really yes. happy about this event. We haven't felt seen big. it did, right? It felt almost like a mania and, and hell and mm -hmm. in in a weird case, you can you you can make the argument and say that a WrestleMania can happen out there, especially with the time difference. I know a lot of people in the East Coast would probably frown upon that, like, ah, I don't want to watch WrestleMania at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. But here in the West Coast out here, I'd be watching shit early all the time, so it really didn't matter to me. I, I feel you, bro. I'm I'm weird like that though as well because I actually like these daytime events, you know. Because sometimes my Saturdays or Sundays are kind of lackluster. I won't lie. And this, you know, made it fun for me this weekend. I didn't do much this weekend. I'm like, oh shit, I got wrestling. I got the buddies. Let's go, you know. So it made my Saturday enjoyable, you know. So you know, whatever the evening. So I'm like, ah, this is cool. I kind of like it, even for UFC. I like them. They call me weird, but I like it. Yeah, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> but I like it. You know, and I guess there was uh, still a black cloud that was looming over this event because I know you said this is like Triple H's like first like real baby in his hands like mm -hmm. event, but at the same time, this is also a Vince McMahon idea from the castle and Clash to the Dragon, the Game of Thrones references. Um, to even the main event as well too i felt like this was all handpicked by mr mac man and i feel like after this event we're definitely gonna see more of a regime change for triple h we're seeing it little by little we'll get to, into that later but you know i was back and forth on on nah. uh, what you really feel like I, this is I, all I triple have, h yeah I, I i have to be on the other side of that sorry for cutting you off because like it felt H. It felt takeover. It felt big, you know? Ain't no way in hell Vince McMahon's gonna put up a castle that's hanging over the rink, bro. Vince McMahon would've probably just put two fucking British redcoats by the ramp and that's it, bro. You know? <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, that's that's Cardiff. That's well enough. Ha, ha, ha. Like, you say that, but <laughs> the booking of this event felt very much oh, like Vince I, McMahon. I mean, yeah, because remember, this event was already booked Wildlands yeah. was still in work, right? Pretty like, much. This was yeah. three months in advance. Yeah, so there's nothing that Triple H is doing to this. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I felt it in the sense of the setup, the setup of the arena. That felt Triple H-ish. And, you know, I'm like, okay, let's see. The crowd felt fucking big. So I'm like, let's see what he does. But everything, the booking was obviously Vince, you know? And maybe I also felt excited because it was like the hard reset. Like I told yeah. you off the podcast, like, all right, this is the hard reset after this. You know, H is probably first or, you know, this is last. And then we'll get the first H after this. Well, let's start at the top and work our way to the bottom if we want to. But let's talk about that main event, Roman Reigns, get out Drew McIntyre. Um, I know you went into this match. You said you weren't feeling the dynamic, especially with better matches that were um, previously four in the card. Mm -hmm. But these guys, I don't know, they felt, I felt like they worked hard. And of course, the crowd was loving Drew. Drew has probably never gotten a reaction like that ever in his life. Just had that moment, that moment of just being there, in there with that with, with those fans. And it's essentially his home country, if you will. Not not really, but still, his home, like, homeland. Like, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't hear that. Yeah, I ain't hear that. But, like... Walk me through this decision right here. You have the crowd on your side. You have everything going for you. This is the perfect time, like you said before the podcast, before even the event, that this is the time to pull the trigger on Drew McIntyre. And you didn't. And you let Roman win. And 
you kind of bitch out Drew at the end too with your boy Tyson Fury shaking hands with Roman. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, everything felt set up for, you know, Drew to win. Drew came into this event looking hella strong prior, you know, months. They, like, kind of Drew got his swag back, you know? Like, so he's been putting in the work. Everything felt like it's okay. We're going to pull the trigger on Drew. We even got the video packages, you know, before the match and everything, you know, showing him from his, like, heydays when he was young and the time of WWE coming back. Every time. I'm like, all right, we're going to pull the trigger. Not only that, you know, Roman signed with lesser time, which I hear is going to take some time off again. I'm like, what are we doing? Why did we pull the trigger on Drew then that clash? You know, so weird booking, but I mean, everything just felt perfect, bro. His hometown, his backyard, the match, the crowd was super invested for him and we didn't get the result, bro. He didn't get the result. It was just, it was weird. It was weird. I thought we were really going to pull the trigger. And I think, like I said, they had three times to pull the belts off of Roman safely. And I think this was one of them. The other two being Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. So I don't know. It was super weird. Very that, difficult. Yeah, and he gave it his all. I mean, both guys were going back and forth. It was it was an okay match, but it was very hard for me to get into because when I saw a match like Gunther and Sheamus, I'm like, wow, you know. So, and then I wasn't really much into the carrying cross and everything. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But it was just weird. Yeah, I think there were so many variables that were surrounding that match that had all of us, you know, me, you, Jeremy, probably even the fans are out there as well, too, just wondering, how did I get out of this match right here? Because I came in with the impression that Roman was going to win no matter what. But I was like, how are you going to get through this? How are you going to go through this with a crowd that's really rabid right now? They'll probably break the barricades and go crazy if Drew lost, which didn't happen. Um, how are you going to make it in a way where Drew looked strong, which they didn't either. Um, nope. It was just such a weird finish. You get uh, your boy Sim Sokoa comes out there. Solo Sokoa comes out now, and he is officially part of the main roster, joined the, bu- the bloodline now. Um, I don't know, man. Even that just felt forced. Like, I know you were a little bit more hyped on it because you've been wanting this dude to go up there and be like the big bad Oost now. But at the end of the day, it's like, been there, done that? Yeah, Same shit, different day? You could say that, but, I mean, dude, it's just like, I feel like the dynamic he brings, I mean, the dynamic that he brings aside from the two other Usos, like, it's more gritty. You get what I'm saying? Like, I genuinely feel like this dude can go toe-to-toe better than Jay Uso did with Roman Reigns. Because it's just so gritty. He looks gritty. He has that dog in him, you know? So... I was super excited. It, it was a swerve. It was a swerve, bro. Everybody expected like a cash in because that's another thing that, you know, we said off the podcast. It was kind of hard to get into the match because we were waiting for the bullshit. Yeah. So it was a swerve that I'm happy to see him on the main roster. And I wasn't even mad for it, bro. I was like, yes, this is pretty cool. <laughs> More heat from Roman. <laughs> what do you do with Drew now? Like the way they ended that. What, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> Drew is lost. Like no matter what you do now, it doesn't really matter what you can have him as U.S. champ and IC champ, it really doesn't matter because that would have been the moment. You could have him mm-hmm. main event another WrestleMania. You could have him main event another mm-hmm. event, but it really doesn't matter because that would have been the biggest. That would have been a history making moment. It would have, you know, it would have. He won the title in his backyard. Um, it would have actually made the singing a whole lot better. You know, they went all singing American Pie after he lost, which is fucking hella weird. Then. You know, to me, the money program would have been 
Karrion Cross and Drew fighting for this title. You get what I'm saying? Like, that would have been cool. Let Roman get his time off because that's what he wants. A loss would have not hurt him. He's been doing his thing. And hell, let's see a Roman come back from defeat. Let's see a Roman come back hungrier, you know? Like, so. And then you don't hurt Drew, bro, because now what is he going to do? You know? Like, nothing. He got nothing. Yeah, he ain't got nothing. Nothing. And then, of course, you got. um. Um, carrying cross looming in the background. Roman Snipe is supposed to make an appearance, I think, until Survivor Series because he's taking the time off with uh, Extreme Rules, which is the next pay per view for WWE. So that's that's out the window. Kind of sucks right there. And and mm-hmm. I don't know, like it was just such a weird main event and weird way to kind of end that whole event as well too. But there were there were some high notes here. Uh, Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. That was a pretty damn good match. Yo, you lost me once this fucking guy came out looking like he in a Brazilian carnival, bro. Like, <laughs> nah. Nah, they lost me hella fast. It was, the match was okay. And I'm happy that Seth went over because he needed yes. it. Yes, he, he needed He needed that one. But, um... And it, I don't know, man. Like, Seth is in a weird position. Like you said, he doesn't need to be putting over talent. Like, right now, because he's still, you know, top talent. But... It was, it was a good match. I still do, I still feel like the program is, you know, Orton and this dude. I, I definitely so. think that as well, too. I think eventually we're going to get down that line as well, too. But Seth Rollins needed a definite win. He needed an awesome win. He needed a program to make him feel strong again. And I don't care what anyone says. That Ellen John outfit was awesome. I love that outfit. That worked out for me. No, that, that was Ellen John, bro? That was Ellen John yeah. all day, bro. I, I thought this dude just came out of the favela, bro, in freaking Brazil. <laughs> like, what you doing, bro? Okay. Of course, we're going to talk about your favorite match of the night, which was Gunther taking on your boy, Sheamus, a match that you kind of were like shitting on at first. You were I like, was. I'm done with Sheamus. I don't want to see no Sheamus match, but your boy meat slapped your way into your heart. <laughs> he did, bro. Um, you know what? Because I feel like with Sheamus, like I told you, you see one Sheamus match, you've seen them all. Yeah. I feel like this dude has had no evolution since he came in like dusty pale Sheamus before, you know, like and I haven't just I'm like bro I've been off the Sheamus bandwagon for a minute and I'm like okay whatever I can care less for this match Gunther you know on the flip side you know how I feel about the whole change the body weight but it's grown on me the name will never grow on me but do you know the different physique that he has now it's grown on me like it's still there the domination of the ring general is still there um but these dudes just went out there and tore the house down bro like they zero regards my man walter made this freaking dude's chest look like chopped cheese i'm like dude he just went to town they was going to town on each other and it was an excellent match bro hard-hitting brutal great story like you said this is a super super big test for gunther like let's see if you can be in a marquee spot down the line let's see if you can tell the story let's see if you know you can carry a company eventually and he proved that he can bro and then the pageantry that happened before we got imperium back together that mm-hmm. was freaking epic because i love imperium you know so it, it, everything that was my match tonight right there bro everything that was around that match does it bother you at all that we're still keeping like the ludwig and the giovanni vinci names with imperium does it kind of kill the act just a little bit especially if all the work that giovanni was doing at xc ah man i mean at this point it's kind of late to switch up the names you get what i'm saying mm. like if it was something where it was kind of like a riddle or a theory where we could just add the name back then yeah i mean no i don't think it kind of negates what vinci has done because i still feel like 
Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's, it's weird actually thinking about it now. Yeah, like, I think you made a, a good point where it's like you're doing this whole Gucci character down here and now you're very much. Area. So, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of weird now that you bring it up. It's kind of weird. But, um, you know what? For then me, I could just negate it because to me, you've always been Imperium, bro. Do you think it's an actual call up or do you feel that? That's the thing. I don't think that's the thing. I don't think it's an actual pull up. So that's why I felt like it's kind of like, okay, does it negate it? Because I think we'll still see him on NXT doing his Vinci character, you know, just to be like his little alter ego and stuff like that for big events or whatever. Yeah, same thing went for, you know, Pete Dunne. He's still called Butch. And even though, you know, he's been coming out with the Pete Dunne original outfit, you're still going along with the Butch character as well, too. So it's it's very hot and cold. That's what I'm saying. Like the regime change is there, but it's not there. Um, and yet, I get it. Like, you have people out there defending the Gunther name. Like, hey, it's a name, whatever. He's even defending the name himself. So I even give him that as well, too. But a person like Butch, like Pete Dunn, I feel like that name really has more history. And I feel like the name Butch kind of just neuters a character, like 100%. Like, Ridge got to fucking keep his shit. You're going to call my man Butch for it. What, you're going to see him next fucking Intercontinental Champion, Butch. The. the- you know, when you slap a name like this on somebody, unfortunately, it just kind of shows how the company feels about you. Yeah. And it shows where, you know, your ceiling with the company is. Like, I'll just go back to NXT, Katana Chance. What the fuck is the Katana Chance? You can't take somebody serious like that, bro. You can't take somebody by the name Butch. Let's just say, and you're, you know, World Wrestling Federation Chance. I said Federation because I'm doing yes. fake over here. Yes, do the fake. <laughs> do the fake. You see, but it works with a fucking <laughs> but this even goes to last year too because even the dumb names g-bar mace uh, slapjack yeah you know it's weird it just that like i said when they got a name like that it just shows how far you're gonna get in the company bro and obviously maybe they don't think you know pete dunn maybe that but but i do agree with you a thousand percent bro pete dunn carries lineage bro uk champ man and you just gonna neuter him with butch like it's very disrespectful. Do, do you want to add something to this? Because I want to get your view on this match. I want no, you. To no. go to, I want to go. I want you to go to town on this match. Speaking about neutering, you know, we neutered your girl Shayna Baszler when Liv Morgan went over her clean, clean, you know, clean, squeaky Mister Clean, bald knob. Hey yo, clean bro. Like, talk to me. I know you dislike Liv Morgan as a champion that she can't carry a organization. Like, why? I dislike her as a wrestler in general. Like, uh, <laughs> I thought she was always like the, the softest part of the Riot Squad. I thought that she she was just a character, and at the end of the day, she was an overrated valet. She was horrible at NXT. She was so bad that your boy Enzo fucking dumped her. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I ain't gonna take that many shots against her because she's been around for a while and they're giving her that that trip. But at the end of the day, it's a participation award. It just shows that you've been around the company for ten years and you still haven't learned jack shit. Uh, you've been around for 10 years and you still haven't learned how to cut a proper promo or feel, I don't know, authentic when you're on the fucking microphone or in the backstage segment or even when you're wrestling. What? It all feels fucking fabricated like you're still learning month one, month two, month three. And if you were going to try to rehab Liv Morgan, I get you what you're trying to do. You're trying to say you want a dominant champion. You want a strong underdog champion. I get what you're trying to do. This was the wrong person to put her with. You want to do this thing? Have her have a strong match against Natalia. 
have her had a fucking strong match, I don't know, against um, Tamina and things like that. Things that are a little bit more inconsequential. Sorry, ladies, but that's how it is. Shayna Baszler, you were on the mission to rehab the submission wizard. You were trying to bring back the, the Queen of Spades in a dominant faction. What you did was you fucking clipped the wings before they could even fly. Mm-hmm. That's why she was rocking one way on her fucking eye. Like, bro, <laughs> like, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. To me, there's no reason why Liv Morgan should be your champion. Maybe this is why the women's division needs a secondary title, you know? She can't cut an authentic promo, like you said, because she has no character. She's not authentic. What the fuck is a Liv Morgan? Who is Liv Morgan? You know? Like, so that's why she can't cut a promo. There's nothing to her character, bro. Like, for the life of me, I, 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 I don't know. Like you said, they're trying to repackage her or whatever, but... This makes no sense, man. You didn't, you did, you didn't even make her look good in SummerSlam, you know. Then now you want to make her look good over Shayna Baszler, like, bro, like, yeah, like it, the curious case once again with this, with this booking, it, it is the booking. I, I, I split everything. Like, okay, you want a heel so that way Liv can get chanted. People were chanting more for Baszler in that fucking yeah. match, and if that was gonna be the case, if you knew that people were turning on Liv since two, two to three weeks ago. You could have straight up just put someone that represents where you are. You could have put a fucking deer drop. You could have put a Nikki Ash. You could have you could have went out there and put in anyone from the UK scene to go against Liv. Yeah, you could have had a You could have had a match you could put Jeannie on. Jenny, Jeannie, whatever her name is. Walter was on the card. Hey, have a fun match with her, you know? You could have fucking put on your girl, what's her name? Um, uh, Rhea Ripley. I know it Ludwig doesn't make Kaiser. sense. Oh, Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Intergender. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. That's what we need. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could have just went, went to town and just did something regardless of what the fan reaction was going to be. Anything but put over Liv Morgan in a strong dominant fashion and what do you do with Shayna now it's the same thing with Drew it's like you yeah. lost to a pipsqueak and I'm I'm the person that never cares about the size and the stature of a person wrestling but when I say pipsqueak I mean like just such a fucking inconsequential wrestler character that shouldn't be champion to begin with you've devalued everything that Shayna Baszler is I can understand like I said if it was a sneak win kind of like how Becky did at Wrestlemania against Shayna you know, sneak mm-hmm. win, you got out of it by the skin of your teeth. You didn't even do that with Liv. Yeah, it's crazy because you, then you fast forward the the next day, your boy Carmelo Hayes got bye-bye sneak win. Like, so, yeah. come on, bro. Like, it, it's weird, bro. I don't, I, I, she even came out and it was like the silence, bro. Nobody really gave her a pop. Like, I don't know. She's trash, man. Talking about trash, um, we don't have to talk that much because we have a lot to talk about. But Edge, Mysterio, the fucking El Generico mask, Edge coming out, which made no sense whatsoever. I don't know oh, what we were trying to do with Eagle Powers. Yes, with Eagle Power, Eagle Power Edge, Eagle Power Edge, come to me, bro. On Judgment Day, which is the worst faction I think since Retribution. Retribution. That's the joint with Ali, right? With, yeah, yeah. Uh, with T-bar. Mustafa, T-Bar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That fucking stable was trash. Damn, boy. You say wait. You say as trash as them or worse than Retribution? Because Retribution was bad. I say as. As. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because even with Retribution, they were still trying to push him for about a good ten weeks, just 
wrecking shit until they fucking unmasked themselves and then was this hot garbage. But fucking Judgment Day, there's no direction besides trying to corrupt Dominic, which yeah. I guess they kind of succeeded, but it wasn't really retribution. That's not retribution. Judgment Day, it <laughs> was retribution. It was more. Rhea this, Ripley. This, the sex angle. The this, sex angle, yeah. This courting angle, this grooming yeah. angle. That's mm. all it is. It's all fucked And Dominic's yeah, a man. Don't get it twisted. He's not like some little boy. He's a man. Just with a little boy face. You know, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's more of like an entrapment angle. Yeah, we know he's a grown-ass man. And this is this all built on sexuality. Like you said, that's his, his little dominatrix, his little sub, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, I mean... I'm kind of weirded out by this. This is a love-hate with this whole dynamic of Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Judgment Day, bro. Because I am so over this angle. I mean, you know, we got the culmination where we got now it's going to keep going. But I'm so over this angle. I'm so over these guys. But they're in ring. I fucking enjoy it. Like, bro, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's that's why I say it's a love-hate. I'm like, I'm done. That's why I told you when we was watching that. I was like, bro, let this be the last thing. Let's move on from this. I want more secretly because they're just so great in the ring, all four of them, bro. <laughs> you got to give them that much. The wrestling is good. Yeah, yeah the wrestling is good. <laughs> but I feel like the, the angle kind of just it hit its peak already with Edge, mm-hmm. at least. And once yeah. again, like once this is all said and done, what do you do with Judgment Day? Like the best thing you could probably do is give them some tag straps. And that's really about it. But like. That's all. If the project is to groom Dominic to a little bit more of a heel and try to get him a little bit more over with the crowd, or at least as stand stand by himself, I could see that. But you take this away from him too within a year. Where the fuck is Dominic? Nowhere, because if Dominic, who grew up around this industry in this business, like if he has not gotten nothing, I don't know how old he is. If he's not gotten nothing in that time. Ain't nothing these three people are gonna teach him, bro. Cause he he looks weird, he looks awkward. The, the setup for everything is in ring, bro. It's you know, like okay, this is the only way we can save Dom. Let him go out there with a fucking slick back, look like a hitman for that chapel, and then just fucking not do nothing, bro. You know, and and that's it. Dom is over, bro. He's hella over. Cause I was watching Twitter. I'm super intrigued by the Dom. I want to see what it. No, it's a peach fuzz. It's a peach fuzz <laughs> on the chin. You got three days or two days. No, three days to fucking grow it. It's coming in <laughs> little by little. It's that jet lag, bro. It grew in the bit. He grew it in from Cardiff to the States. Mad Rogaine. Just like watching his copious amounts hey. of Rogaine. Hey. You know what they say. You know what Puerto Ricans and you know how we say if you eat. You get the hair. Bro, so. I, I would love that angle was there too. Like, that should be more like, come on now. Like, if we're going to go hey. full on, like, courting, grooming, I, I would love mm. that. Mm. She said she turned him into a man. So now, see, a man. Oh, I, I need more. And like, Ray, you, you, your, son's, your son's a rug muncher. Damn, mm, yeah, bro. <laughs> rug muncher, Myster- muncher Mysterio. Muncher <laughs> Mysterio. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know how to grade this one. I'm gonna slap yeah. the buckle. I'm gonna put a one, one slap. I, I'm gonna be that hard on it. One slap. I don't. I don't care how the wrestling is. One slap for me. Don't feel bad, bro. Because I was gonna be one slap as well. Because I mean, 
while the excitement was there, the Gunther match was like really the only highlight for me because I don't care about the first tag match. I don't care about the second tag match. I'm over that stable damage control. Um, then Liv Morgan, that was terrible. Like I said, the in-ring about Judgment Day, these dudes is cool, but it's not enough for me to give it like at least one. So it gets a one. You get to one, a yeah. hard one. The ending was just <laughs> puts us a, the icing on the cake right there. And speaking mm. about more hot garbage that came, let's talk about Worlds Collide and the direction yeah, can, that... Can... You want to skip that, don't you? No, we can breeze through <laughs> this shit fast. Yeah. yeah, we can breeze through this shit fast. Bro, this is an event where, once again, uh, Triple H Inception, Worlds Collide, right? Trying to bring different things together. And you're going ahead and trying to consolidate titles, you know, ending NXT UK. And then supposedly NXT Euro is going to be happening pretty soon as well, too. So I get it. I get it. I get it. You want to make some strong champions coming out of this without making that brand, that prior brand, feel irrelevant. I get it. I get it. I get it. None of that happened. (laughs) Like, the only thing that came out of that event that I could see that's like, huh, okay, that makes sense, was probably the tag team match with Pretty Deadly, when unifying both the NXT and UK titles. That's really about it. Everything else was so fucking inconsequential. You could breeze through this shit, bro. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. This this event was inconsequential. It was super predetermined. We already knew what we were going to get, you know? Um, no surprises. Nothing moved forward. Nobody moved forward. Probably, let's just, I, you would probably sit here and say Carmelo Hayes, but I could give no. some sense about Carmelo Hayes because he even got by with a sneaky win. He didn't look strong against Ricochet. Um, the match was okay. Um, the biggest fail is, you, like you said, you're trying to bring this NXT Europe into exception. You have it out here in the States, you don't even have it in Europe. You had a big event in Europe right now, so why don't you hold this in Europe? It was yep. weird. Um, last match, I didn't care. Uh, bro, I, I, I don't have one positive to say about this, honestly, bro. Because there's people that you should have given the title. Even The big picture is NXT Europe, you know? So, like, the big picture here is, you know, your champions should have looked strong or went over some of them, you know? It was just like, fuck, fuck UK. We hate UK. We're going to, you know, put them in the mud. That's what it felt like. Yeah, a lot of it. Like, um... If you go from top to bottom, I'm gonna be real. Tyler Bate should have won that match. Like you, should have, of course. You, you have had this kid since he was 19 years old, maybe 18 years old before that as well, too, doing some stuff and tryouts. Um, you know, the the guy is a big, strong boy now. Has made his name for himself over there in NXT UK, multi-time champion, tag team champion, UK champion, putting on banger matches, has evolved as well too as a competitor like i feel like tyler Bate knows what the fuck he's doing from top to bottom now as like a seller as a performer as a rally to get the crowd riled up um get the chance going like dude is just incredible for his age his age and then you have mm-hmm. bron breaker the curious case of bron ba- breaker like what i get it you're trying to really establish some kind of fucking legacy with this guy but every match just feel every Braun breaker match is the same you want to talk about Sheamus feeling the same 
every single Braun Breaker match is exactly the fucking same. If anything, he's botching less. But that doesn't mean anything whatsoever, okay? It just means he has three moves of doom. Spear, power slam, call the day. A couple of ha ha over here and over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just don't see the end game with this guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. One year down the line, what, are you going to call him up for WrestleMania? For what? For what? He does, He's a horrible promo. Yeah, he looks good in the leather vest. I'll give you that. That's really about it. But the fucking Zebo fucking tie-dye merchandise that he's rocking is only going to get him so far. Relying on, not even relying on the name, but just relying on the mystique that he's fucking Scott Steiner's nephew, Rick Steiner's son, is only going to get him so far. What the fuck do you have to offer besides a couple of hoo-hoos and a spear? You need to do mm-hmm. more than that, bro. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. And the only reason why he's not botching is because you saw it. You hit the nail on the head. He's not botching because he's going up against little guys. Mm-hmm. You know? So these little guys are making him look like a fucking beast. So what's going to happen when we get Braun Breaker going up against, uh, you know, the newly acquired toy? Let's say a Braun Strowman. Let's say a Drew McIntyre. Let's say a Karrion Cross. Let's say a freaking Roman Reigns. You know? Dude is going to look small. Dude is going to look terrible. He can't carry a match with those dudes, bro. You know? So, I mean, the end game for this dude, I don't see no end game. Now, I think I told you, now that H is in power... You know, I'm going to still always throw it in quotes. Now that H is in power, um, he has to find a, a route for this dude, bro. Because I think this was a Vince guy, you know, all the way. This was a wet dream for Vince. So now he has to find something for this guy. He's, I, I feel like Vince leaving hurt this dude. Not even theory. It hurt Braun Breaker. Hard reset. I would say that. And he's going to he's gonna hate it. And he's going to eat a lot of shit. But he has to eat a lot of shit because he was given the green light as soon as he got on board. Yeah. As soon as he got on board, even though he's lost the title once or twice, and I get it, yada, 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 he's always came back 10 times stronger, and but never evolved. Um, I say if he does get called up, and I really don't want him to get called up, I say give him another year in NXT just to really s- start scratching the surface, claw your way back up, make people feel like you're one of them, like you're one of the guys, you're one of the people back there, and say, okay, I'm here, I'm NXT, because that right now all you look like is the eventual call-up you're not mr nxt you're mr i'm just waiting for the right time to get called up to smackdown yeah but then again i would i would could this could you chalk it up to this there's no players in nxt for him no i I wouldn't say that i think there's 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 a multitude of players in nxt it's just they weren't using them right we were not we, because we're better than that, but the crowd and the fans that you established for NXT 2.0, they have been conditioned not to care about these main players and to care about fucking people like Lash Legend or Wendy Chow or fucking Van Wagner and shit like that. I'm sorry, I know you love him, but still. Tony D'Angelo and shit like that. And you have devalued main players like Santos Escobar. And then, yeah, he's going to get called up. But still, that could have been an NXT champion right there. You've devalued your whole NXT UK roster. Fucking Wolfgang could have been great. Joe, Mark Coffey, 
both of them could have been great. So many people. A Kid is in fucking NXT. You're making him a joke with a mask in fucking NXT right there. Your boys, um, the grizzled young veterans are oh, a far thing. cry. A far cry of what they were before. Dude, when I saw them dudes take off the hoods, and I'm like, straight godfather, look how you massacred my boys, bro. I'm like, you hurt that. But it just shows how much they care about tag team wrestling. That's yeah, the problem. It's That's the thing. The problem. But like, mm-hmm. you, you see that, it's like the talent is there. The talent is all over the place. It's in the bones of NXT. You just buried them so far, you can't dig them up anymore. And when you, if you try to, it doesn't mean anything. That's what you get when worlds collide. You don't care about fucking Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers. You don't care about uh, Blair Davenport or Mako Sanamora. You don't care about any of that whatsoever. You. All you care about is just cheeks and good looks, and that's really about it. Yeah, you were like, no. I think you're gonna make Osada more No, bro. Ain't, ain't no way she was going over. It's all Mandy Rose. Because why? That's what they want. You go to Mandy Rose Twitter, she over there doing her best Shawn Michael, butt naked with two titles on her. Like, that's what y'all really want, bro? Like, I don't man. I, I doubt, bro. That's the thing that pissed me off the most. And I sound like a broken record. She cannot lace. The, her boots compared to these women. She doesn't know how lucky she is to be in the ring with Sadamora and Blair Davenport. Bro, lucky. And she goes over. And she goes over. She unifies the title. Disrespect to Sadamora, bro. Disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. And w- w- what you see now is just bullshit on the next scene just a moment ago as well, too. Nothing really significant is happening after that as well, too. We're just burying it. Dude, yeah, like nothing. I was actually watching it while we're recording, and it's crazy. They're gonna have a one-year celebration next week. Like, what are we celebrating? Mediocrity, trash. That's what we're celebrating, you know. And then you're not doing nothing, bro. I mean, the only good thing that came out of tonight was Roxanne versus Sadamore. You know, and them them two women is pro. They don't even deserve to be there. You feel me? And then your pet project, Cora Jade. Nobody gives a fuck about her, bro. She came out Roxanne with the fucking stick, bro. Nothing irrelevant. And, Irrele- it bro, irrelevant. All she said, sorry for cutting you off. All she's saying is, what, what, what? <laughs> and l- let's be real again. The reason why we rebranded NXT to 2.0 is because we wanted to get back into developing stars for tomorrow. We wanted to get back into seeing new characters on Raw and SmackDown eventually, right? I cannot see any fucking new character that they have came out with at all that goes to the main roster and completely succeeds and i'm gonna i'll scratch a couple of people out because they were still in black and gold brand before the regime changed the gg dolan jesse jane they they were there black and gold before yeah, that they're they gonna succeed regardless because they got titties and ass right yeah that's the thirst yeah. trap yeah. you know um that's really about it maybe Cameron grimes can succeed he, I definitely feel like he can succeed. He's just not pulling the plug and letting him go up there. It makes no sense whatsoever. But anyone else? I cannot see a Joe Gacy succeed in the main roster. I'm sorry. I cannot see a Braun Breaker right now succeed in the main roster. I cannot see a even to change a Jordan Devlin. I forgot what his name is now. I can't see him oh succeed in the main God. roster. Because that change is beyond stupid. Uh, JD something, right? JD McDonough. There you go, bro. <laughs> J.D. McDonough, bro. McDonough. 
my bro, like it's so trash. So that's why, and he's a far cry from what he was, bro. And the sad part is too, you have great wrestlers changing names for no fucking reason. You know how many fucking times I've seen the goddamn Alba fucking fire promo that she's been cutting. Like, it's the same goddamn promo she's been doing for almost, like, three to four months already. Fucking burning bat. Oh, where this smoke, this fire. Don't, don't disrespect my heritage. <laughs> Bro, Bro, Kaylee Ray is a fucking treasure. You just made her into a fucking joke. Like, bro, yeah, they, she's a fucking joke. And then you know what? Next week is even gonna be even more of a joke, bro. Because you're gonna have your this is what this is what NXT is, bro. It's gonna be even more of a joke because that that Quincy fucking cat is showing up on NXT tomorrow. The Super Diva. Yep. Yep. That Super Diva. That, so that shows where NXT is at, bro. And fuck out of here. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just, I just, I. I... I don't know what they're trying to do, brother. I, I I'm not oh. sure anymore. I and they should just they should just dissolve this shit, bro. Like just stop existing or just keep take everybody from this roster, put them up on your main, bro, and just send everybody back to UK. UK was doing good, bro. UK was doing good, so Vince McMahon want to stick his nose into NXT. UK was doing good because for people to sit here and it, 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 and it's irritating for people to sit here like our boy for for them to sit here and say oh I don't give a fuck about NXT UK NXT UK trash if it wasn't for NXT UK in those tournaments we would have never got Rhea Ripley we would have never got Tony Storm we would have never got a Butch we would have never got Mustache Mountain we would have never got Gallus bro NXT UK was popping because I used to watch it after Black and Gold but Vince want to fucking put his nose into it fucked it up oh like just for people that are listening. And to cover our ass as well, too. We're not hating on the Quincy character as far as him being gay whatsoever. That's not the case, because we're fucking oh, huge not... fans of Sonny Kiss. We can no, go that's... on with what we love with, as far as inclusive characters. It's just nah. what, what they're promoting just, with him. It, it, it's just the mediocrity like yes. i don't care i don't care if the dude is you know like lgbt or whatever as long as you can get down in the fucking ring like sunny kiss i'm i'm gonna be a fan of you you know yeah this is, this is the trash product that they're promoting like come on bro like this is just you want to elevate this brand you want to take this serious you know but bro come on don't put this there i'm like i said may sound crazy i don't care the dude's orientation if the dude could get down i'm gonna back the dude up but i don't want to see you know some stupidity bro like yeah. they're already they're already saying it bro this is an l you know they're saying it's an l bro take the dude serious don't don't make him do no jokes like that bro beads while he's fucking pinning someone it's the same fucking problem i have with nikia leone like you have this badass fucking martial artist that could probably whip anyone's ass on the street Man. if you want to yet you're letting her fucking do a split with her fucking you know a noose her fucking balloon knot suffocating you which sounds <laughs> nice it sounds very nice <laughs> nah. But, like, it's a worthless move that it's worse than the fucking people's yeah. elbow. It's worse yeah. than the Cobra. Yeah, it's worse. That shit don't even look like it hurt, bro. Like, I'd be happy. Oh, my God, man. look at that. Yeah, yo, like, so for whoever thinks it's just because of his sexual orientation, nah, man, I'm go back to the podcast. I, the prior ones, I'm always vouching for Nyla Rose to be women's champion in NXT. And yep. I mean, AEW, and they took the strap of her off early. So it's not that. It's just, bro, you want to take this brand serious? Put some serious shit out. You yeah. know, elevate your yeah. product. Yeah, point five. That's why I give this show point five. I'm just gonna actually pass my fucking rating. Ooh, shit, not nothing. even a yeah. fucking slap. Not even a slap, bro. I don't care for this shit. All right, all right. Now, 
it's the main course. And it's not even the event that's a fucking main course. It's everything. Everything else Go, around it. Going into it and coming out of it. And what's real and what's not. What's fiction and what's, you know, not. It's what's blurred and what's not. It's just fucking crazy. And, you know, I was just listening to something with Eric Bischoff not, not so long ago before the podcast. And even he was saying, like... It's a pickle. And it's like, if this is a work, he's going to clap and give Tony Khan an ovation. He's going to be like, you went something really risky. And you're taking a lot of risks right now that may fail. But, you know, he's a big fan of making risky moves in professional wrestling because you have to take risks. <laughs> and look at him. Look at yeah, him. Look at him. Yeah. But, like, he's a big fan of just moving the needle when it comes to just taking huge risks. So if it is a, if it is a work... He'll clap for it. But if it's not, and he said just like that, if it's not, that whole company, him himself, his financial backing, his sponsors, his table over there at Warner Discovery, all that shit is going down the fucking toilet because of the acts of one guy. Or you can you can also say the acts of four people as well too maybe five as well too with some altercations however you want to spin that and however you want to look at that it's a clusterfuck all together internally but before we even get into the clusterfuck let's just get the build of all out 2022 chicago illinois were you hyped for this event uh yes i was okay why i was i was hyped because bro the matches were fucking phenomenal. Like, the build for these matches was great. You know, we were getting new champions being uh, crowned. Even though I'm not happy with the contestants, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was happy for that. We finally got the trio tags. You know, also excitement. Thinking that Tony Khan is super smart and savvy and no one to pull the trigger on some talent. But apparently he's not. So, the build for it got me hyped and the matches got me hyped so i came into this excited you know and expecting a lot but it was just a wet dream but i'll get into that later were you excited for this no really this is like one of the first AEW shows that i really wasn't excited for wow why it just felt off to me everything the cm punk situation but not just the cm punk i felt like all the matches were just so inconsequential in a way where like a lot of them were just thrown in um like for example do we really need um yes do we really need like a warlow ftr match against the motor city machine guns and jay lethal those matches all could have been separate and i would have been fine jay lethal and, and warlow for the tnt strap would have put some credibility on, on that as well too that would have been fine you know motor city machine guns ftr would have been a banger of a match with them only you know what i mean because of that it kind of felt off um the elite taking on dark water i didn't care for it because that shit should have been house of black or it should have been death triangle and i feel like yeah you have the history there but been there done that seen it and that history means nothing really to me because I've seen it. I've seen it play out and the story really doesn't make sense right now. And the only story that you're actually telling in that match is Hangman doesn't want you to beat up his former friends, even though his former friends kind of jumped you to begin with. So it's like, I don't know what the fucking make of that right there. Um, the whole debacle with the 
the fucking um, ladder match. Yeah, I get what you're trying to do at the end of the day. But, yep, you just let, for about 15 minutes, a whole bunch of bodies just crashing everywhere, fucking up about a couple of years of their life just to have that finish. It's kind of fucked up, in my opinion. Um, that finish was epic. I know, hey, Stokely, that, rock and roll, rock and roll, right? That, 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 was, that, that finish, you know, like, had this been, a, I'm gonna ask you, had this been a WWE product and you get a finish like that, would you have been content with that? No, I would have. I would have. Bro, remember when James Ellsworth won the fucking it, money in the bank for the women? It, <laughs> don't even compare it to that. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but it was close That's enough, fucked, though. No, it was. No, no. Imagine that, they would have done that. Imagine that would have been the this, person. <laughs> that finish was just a what the fuck moment. And it sucked. It was so good that it sucked the air out of the match, which was decent. And it was a what the hell is going on? It, I compare it to the shock of almost like the Undertaker losing. We got bamboozled. Who is this guy that came out bamboozled with this epic ass music? You know, with this mask on. And finally, you know, we saw a little bit of direction where uh, uh, Stokely's group was going. You know, yeah. So it it was like it was it intrigued the hell out of me. I mean, everybody has their own opinions, and I agree with you. Like you know, and I and I respect it. To me, it was epic because it was a what the fuck moment. And it was very risky and ballsy because the crowd could have turned on them. And I get the what the fuck moment. Trust me, I do. But at the same time, the match had so much possibility to like do a couple things that that Let's could be, be fun. Let's be honest. You even said that prior to this match. Nobody in this match deserves a title shot. <laughs> oh, 100%. Maybe Penta. That's really about it because that's what I was going for. But other than that, like, I just want to see a little more. I want to have fun with this match. I want to see Claudio take on Wheeler Yuta. Even though they're in the same group, they're in a match together, right? They're going mm-hmm. for a trip together. Let that roll out because that's what that club is about. Beating the shit out of people and each other, mm-hmm. right? You know, Penta and fucking Ray always beat the shit out of each other. A little bit of that could have happened right there. Yeah. Andrade and Roosh. That could have happened as well, too. Just a little bit of machismo right there. We didn't get that. It was just bodies hitting bodies hitting bodies until that actually happened. And yes, I get it. I love the, the, the Rolling Stones, you know, music popping out there. It was very intriguing, very weird. Love to see Stokely's group get better. The whole thing is this. Okay, I'm, go- I'm getting ahead of myself right now. I shouldn't. But all that, you say all that. At the end of the night, did you even remember this because of what happened? Oh, unfortunately, we don't remember it, and it's not being spoken of because of one fucking schmuck. You're right. That's why. You're That's right. Why. But if the the schmuck wouldn't have made it about himself, you know, this would have been talked about, you know? MJF would have got fucking praises like, oh, you swerved us, you pulled one, you kind of like, you know, in a way hostage the pay-per-view, you know? So, it, it's all because of CM Punk that it's not spoken about. Because this is a... It, w- it was great, bro. It was a great swerve. There was... Speaking about swerve, <laughs> the segue into that right there. <laughs> the, the match that probably dropped the ball the worst. Yeah. Boys, they claim... Huh. Taking the big L to swerve in our glory. And yeah. what was a great match? Don't get it twisted. Yes. It was a great match, everyone. We loved the match. But at the end of the day, you gotta fucking pull a mulligan. You gotta call an audible and be like, this is a moment. And sometimes wrestling 
professional wrestling lives, it thrives, it fucking shakes the bones of people with moments. And AEW, you're still a young fucking company. You don't have a lot of moments still. And for Tony Khan to rob the acclaimed, for Tony Khan to rob the fans of what would have been bliss and i'm not even exaggerating it because we were watching magic we that was a magic moment and it just played out so organically that the crowd turned on swerve in our glory they didn't want them as champions you saw the crowd turn on them and then everything bro everything was just screaming let's go let's pull the trigger for the acclaimed everybody kind of felt it you felt the energy like can this be their moment but no, and, and then it just shows the savviness of the tools of the players that Tony Khan has, and he doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing. It just shows his inexperience because I also applaud Keith Lee and Swerve for saying, okay, y'all turn on us? So now we're going to go heal. Yeah. You know, they flipped it up. They were like, so now we're going to go heal. We're going to be the heels in this match. And they were doing everything heelish. And for the life of me, I don't know why Tony Khan did not call an audible, get in the ref's ear, did something like, yo, send somebody out. Like, yo, we have to flip this. Yeah, straight up. I would have been, if, if I had that clout, like Swerve and Lee, I'd be like, yo, tell the ref, let him take the pin. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I wouldn't even be mad if they got the titles again, like two weeks or a grand slam or whatnot. I wouldn't be mad, like, hey, they got the receipt, right? But that moment, it was magic. They claim got their moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could lose the straps in two or three weeks, whatever, had that feud keep on going. They swerve and leave could have afforded a loss because that moment spoke more volumes than the end of the match, honestly, what, the, what we actually got. It, the fans weren't even invested into the result because had the claim went over and when Billy Gunn did the whole scissor me with swerving our glory the fans would have been in that moment as well and they would have cheered for it they would have been like you know hug it out that type of stuff but now they didn't even care about that bro I'll tell you what else happened too because because of that it sucked the air that added arena so bad that Tony Storm was robbed of her moment and even though it's a interim strap it's still a big moment for her. Someone that came, you know, pretty much was felt like she was garbage, treated like garbage in one company, gets a chance in another company to be, quote unquote, the head female in charge, if you will. And the crowd just does not care. And it could be many things. It could have been they didn't care about the match itself. But I really do feel because AEW fans, they're very forgiving. It could be a terrible feud. And they'll be in there rooting for their people, no matter what. I felt like that swerve match sucked the air out of the arena so bad that they didn't even care about anything else afterwards. That's one. I do agree with you. It sucked the air out of it because I felt, I felt bamboozled. You know, like I felt let down as a fan. I felt disrespected, and it sucked the air out of it. Then let's be honest. You dropped the ball back to back. Because people wanted Jamie Hader. Yeah. The crowd wanted Jamie Hader. Twitterverse wanted Jamie Hader. Everybody is saying, push Jamie Hader, let's go Jamie Hader. And then you being the WWE mark that you are, you throw it on Tony Storm. No, bro. You dropped the ball back to back. And for the life of me, I haven't really seen that, bro, in any organization. I'm sorry. Back to back. 
Yeah. You're right. You're right. And you know what the funny thing is? You'll have stands, you'll have wrestlers, and you'll have people that run their own organization to say this. The money's in the chase with them. Now that we got you guys hooked, you're going to want to see them get that title eventually. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nah, fucker. Like, I call bullshit on that. That moment's it, gone. Yeah, that moment is gone. Whether the money's in the chase, no. You know, people are fickle nowadays. And fans can be fickle. And fans won't give a fuck. And that's Tony Khan's problem. His execution has been super late. He's been super lethargic with his execution. Look how long it took for Julia Hart to finally join House of Black. By that time, I really didn't care about it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, no, no, it's not a long chase. Another inconsequential match, Darby Allen, Sting, Miro, House of Black. A match that, honestly, they all fuck. The, the funny thing is, I all hear it now. Is, it's nice that Malachi is putting over a young town like Sting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. why are we doing this? Like, why, why, why are we still pushing Sting to win matches? Yeah. Why are we pushing Miro at this moment in time where he could have even been the fall guy? He could have had Darby take the loss. Why are we yeah. not pushing fucking House of Black? And I, maybe other circumstances, maybe Malachi is taking time off. Who knows? Dude. Rock and roll. But need you can give him the win on the way out. You could have given him the way that is my sub. You could have gave him the win on the way out. If you value that talent, see that's the thing. I feel like he doesn't value certain talent that he has. I used to sit here and disrespect Vince McMahon to the fucking high heavens, but Tony Khan is showing his Vince McMahon colors. You could have gave him that moment, you know? Like, bro, if Malachi Black is having mental health issues, whatever the case is, let's say they're not. With a result like this, this is a big F you, you know? This will make me walk out on you. You you, you don't put me in the trio's final. You don't give us the strap, which we thought those straps were tailor-made for them. And you make me take an L to Sting, who's inconsequential right now, and Darby Allen. It's weird, bro. It's weird. Yeah, that that's horrible. Uh, even the Jericho match and, and Brian Danielson, I didn't care for it that much. And that's a match that I would love. You know me, I love both of these cats. And I just, I kind of felt like same shit, different day almost. And I yeah. felt like no matter what, like, what are you going to do with these characters? Like, Jericho went over. Nice. Cool. What are you going to do with Jericho? Is there a bigger program? No, the bigger programs are him and Daniel Garcia. Cool. All right, rock and roll. Brian, taking mad L's lately. Mad L's lately. Yeah. Unnecessary L's. Yep. And, I'm not and I'm seen. Not... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, because you're right. Unnecessary L's. I think the Garcia one was a good L. Because you're, yeah. you're helping talent at that point. But everything else is just unnecessary L's. Yeah, no. He, there's no reason why he should have lost to, to Chris Jericho. Um, that's an unnecessary L. I feel like maybe we could have had even a, a fun match, bro, between him and, and fucking Jericho. You feel me? Like, something. Yeah, but it's, no. It's weird. It's weird. Um... They're, they're, I don't know. I mean, there's all the ma- matches that happen. I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs, I know you're happy getting the win over Ricky Stark, but clean as well, too. No, he he didn't need the win. As much as I love Powerhouse, he didn't need the win. Ricky needed a win. Yeah. Ricky need, we, we give, we give a, a face. We have the segment where we get a face of uh, freaking Ricky by himself, a baby face Ricky. You know, super sympathetic. Where he, And then we're building towards... A babyface Ricky making him look white hot coming into AEW. I've all out, excuse me. And then he loses clean, clean. 
no, no, no. What are you doing, Tony Khan, at this point, bro? As much as I love Powerhouse, Ricky needed that one, bro. Um, Jade, Jade you know what? I'm not going to be that mad about Jade Cargo. I, I thought it, 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 it happened. And you know what? It wasn't a bad match. <laughs> it wasn't even a bad match. It was just like, you know what? You look good. Like, you were confident. We were just saying, Jeremy was the only one bitching about it. We were like, she seems okay. <laughs> at this point, you're like, <laughs> it happens. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, she's still green. You know, her moves are still green. It doesn't, it, it was a botch fest. It was, it was, it was terrible. It doesn't help that Athena is also sloppy as well. Yes. And, um, so I'm not going to put it completely on Jade. There has been improvements on Jade. Like you said, she's confident now in the ring. She's, she's down for it. So that's why I respect her. You know, she's down for it. She wants to get better. She, she has improved in her confidence. She's getting a lot more risky and ballsy. You know, she's taking bumps. But I just feel like also Athena is just very sloppy and it just didn't work. You know, you got somebody super green. It was for Athena to carry her and it, it just it just didn't happen. She's always been sloppy too. Like even in NXT days, she was always been sloppy. Like she was just the Eclipse. And that's sad to say because I like Athena, Ember Moon. I, I I think she's a down cat. But at the end of the day, you, you're just kind of sloppy, bro. Like she is. <laughs> yeah, bro, she out. is. She is, you know, like at first we were kind of like shocked in the poll that Vince got rid of her, got rid of Ruby Soho, but okay, now we, we yeah, we see it's the right call. All right, all right, we we uh, we we danced around this enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before the out, before the next, the, the, the after show shenanigans, I did call this. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew that all this Moxie love was just temporary and Punk was going to fucking win because there was no way Punk was losing in Chicago. And it just felt so fucking super fabricated that we needed it out to get the backlash away two weeks ago to then fucking bury Mox again. Yep. And it's like, I, I'm going to be real. I was already out of the match as soon as it started. Wow, really? I didn't care about the match. You, they could bleed like fucking mules. I don't give a fuck. They can go ahead and have five-star matches for all I care. They went 20 minutes, you know, almost 20 minutes, beating the shit out of each other. I just don't care. Because at the end of the day, I already knew what we were doing here. We were giving Punk back his win. We were giving Punk back his power. And we were making this man, a guy who I always loved as a professional wrestler, giving him the ego trip back again to mm -hmm. call himself the best in the world and it's hilarious like hmm. okay we all we all understand professional wrestling is a motherfucking work no matter what okay we, we all understand that but we also look at this work rate entertainment and the value of things and believability and something that we all value professional wrestling. If you can make me believe, if you can make me, you know, think right now that this person is actually legit, then you got me. I'm caught. I'm, I'm your mark, essentially. That's why it's called a mark. Moxley checked all those boxes. The believability, the promos, the passion, the adversity of being, you know, dealing with alcoholism. And dealing with that on a day-to-day -day basis and people just fucking scuffle about that shit like, oh, that's nothing. And the dude still fucking day in and day out 
produces five-star matches against everyone. Not just against, you know, top talent, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter who's on the card, undercard, top of the card. He makes, he gave, even though he would win matches, he gave back to those people to make them look even better than they came in. And that's the credibility of the champion. You know, a lot of times I hear that, you know, when you are a a respectable, respectful individual, you don't demand respect. It just comes out of you. People look at you and say, yeah, I respect that person. You don't have to say it. It's just how you carry yourself. That's who the fuck John Moxley is. And the fact that people are just slandering him, saying that he was a Bush League champion, that he's a Bush League wrestler, that he's just some drunk that can't get himself fucking together, that he needs to go back to rehab, probably just take a couple of months off and all that shit. The fact that people are like, oh, see, CM Punk needs to carry a company because Moxley can't do shit. He's a washed up WWE guy. That shit fucking makes me feral because I want to fucking smack the shit out of everyone out there with that nonsense. Because a guy like that can make you fucking believe in professional wrestling. That's your fucking champion. I can't say anything good about CM Punk in this match beforehand, after, and even in the match. So I I don't even remember the match at all. All I remember was like two GTSs and call of the day. I, I feel you. First of all, I'm going to keep it on it. I fell asleep for a little bit of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest, I had a few beers in me. I didn't care much for fucking CM Punk. I wanted to, you know, stay up for the outcome because I'm like, yo, bro, I want to see how savvy Tony Khan is. Fell asleep for it a little bit, but just the accent, your believ- your seeing, uh, your John Moxley, you know, being believable and stuff like that. Um, I agree with you a thousand percent because when has CM Punk? When has the crowd sat here and said, you know, I can see myself in CM Punk. I can see myself in that. Oh, CM Punk has helped me do this. CM Punk has helped me do that. To I Chicago. Remember- to Chicago, yeah. But I remember on Twitter about a few months back, or probably like last year, like I remember I was speaking to some random shorty, and bro, I get goosebumps to this day. That's what I'm saying. Like for you not to put, for you to bush out John Moxley, and possibly I don't know if you heard the last news that came out, for you to bush out John Moxley, and for you to sit here possibly maybe go back to John Moxley. If I was John Moxley, I'd say fuck you. Because I don't know if you heard the last news. If it's true, in the scuffle, if it's not a work, CM Punk got injured. In the scuffle, he got injured. So now, two. But before I forget, so you know, you can't say all that stuff about CM Punk. Just Chicago, Shorty was sitting here telling me, bro, John Moxley saved me from killing myself. John Moxley has gotten me through some of the, some of the darkest times in my life. So that just shows you the type of person that John Moxley is. That just shows you the type of champion that he is, you know, that he inspires people. CM Punk don't do that shit. And, and for you to take the strap off, push him, possibly come back to him because this dude is injured, bro, you, you just don't do that to a person. You feel me? And I really want to see, because this is going to be make or break for me with AEW, and I'm keeping it 100. If I hear, if it's true, if it's not a word, if it's true, and if I hear a fucking interim title being made, he's not going to get rid of CM Punk and he's going to lose a fan. It's not going to affect them. People say, no, go away. Stop watching it. But you're going to lose a fucking fan because that just proves to me that you're not going to get rid of CM Punk. Yeah, this is, um, it's hard because you know me, I've been trying to be a defender for Punk for a long time. 
very long time, especially since he's came back. And, you know, even though it's like the CM Punk show, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, they're trying to build him up and they'll probably make him champion to have one little run and call the day, right? Yada, 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 yada. I was saying that shit, parading that shit around. It's, but then, like, sorry for cutting you off. It's, it only makes sense. It's warranted that he right. comes back and we give him a title shot, but we don't give him the whole fucking company. Mm, mm. And the gear started turning about like two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago as well, too. I remember a promo from last year at the class, November or October, that he had it with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And it's not what Eddie said, because that could all be work stuff for rock and roll. It's what Punk said. And see, the thing about Punk is that while the believability of professional wrestling may not be there, the believability in drama and heat is there because i feel like there's truth in the shit that he says whereas mjf is more someone that wants you to believe so bad that it's gonna hurt you most of the time when cm punk says something there's about 50 percent truth in there maybe even 75 good or bad and the fact that we have came away in aw where you love this a lot a lot where a thing like darker elevation can be perceived as a minor league or just a dump for people that don't they don't know what they're doing but you have always championed like this is the safe haven where people like a kenny omega could wrestle there or people like a john moxley go down there and have fun and it's it's not about what tier you are it's about you know just having fun and wrestling developing right Mm -hmm. it's the fact that when he had that feud with Eddie Kingston, he was like, I don't know if I want to fight you. You're kind of beneath me. You're like uh, more on the lines of AEW Dark. Maybe an mm. elevation. And I was like, huh. Mm. And it was like that moment right there. And I went back to that like three weeks ago. And I was like, fuck. It was like, when you make a comment like that, it's probably 50%, 75% true that you, motherfucker, will never be on an AEW Dark or Elevation because you see yourself as a high-value man, I guess. You see yourself as a high-value prize fighter. And at the end of the day, you can't do a flip to fucking save your life because you're going to break an ankle again. So why the fuck are you shitting on other people making money? Why the fuck are you shitting on people you know, developing their own characters? Why the fuck are you shitting on people having fun? At the end of the day, AEW was created to have fun. Yeah. Not to fucking be a viable competitor against like the fucking big regime. Kenny Omega and the Bucks have said that many a times that we're just here to make wrestling fun again. Yep, I agree. And that's where some fans, you know, blur the lines and forget. And here here comes CM Punk. I couldn't do my shit in WWE because they shut that shit down. I'm going to do it here because this mark gave me all the power in the world. So it's and maybe Cody was right, bro. Maybe Cody was right. You know, I'm not even mad at the dude for jumping ships now, bro. I because I, I keep thinking about that promo in that segment where he remember when he was TNT champ and he cut the the segment. I think it was on the ladder mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, he said that some people told me to save this this promo and stuff like that. And he spoke about how he's broken down barriers and he's been a traveler yada 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 CM Punk you know hasn't done that shit but he did and it's kind of like he saw the writing in the wall bro so that means you were already thinking about you know with the Punk talks bringing in Punk and making him like the A guy 
Have you ever heard the um, story from Talk is Jericho with Cody Rhodes about CM Punk? No, I haven't, but now I'm about to actually go check it out. In 2018, they had a little interview, and it was when both of them were in the WWE together, and of course, Punk was champion. And it was a time where they're all in the locker room, Cody's telling this story. And he's like, I didn't want to bring it up because Jericho was the one making me say it, but I'll bring it up because I don't like to talk shit. But Punk comes into the dressing room, and everyone's chilling out. And he comes in and says, as a locker room leader, I advise you all to pick up your shit. Hmm. Like, when you make a mess, pick up your shit as a locker room leader. And then he looks at Booker T and says, pick up your shit as a locker room leader. Wow. Booker T threw his shit on the floor and says, I ain't doing anything you motherfucking say. <laughs> and fucking, that's right, right there. Like, I think where Cody and Jericho knew right then and there. It was like, once again, when you, when you, I forget who says this. I think Booker probably said it at one point. If you are a locker room leader, you don't go up there and say, I'm a locker room leader. Or a leader in general. You just go up there and people understand, like, hey, this guy this guy has it's, it. It's given by default. Yes, exactly. Taker. Taker, as much as you you hate Taker a lot of times. <laughs> you know, the guns and poker cards and shit like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice whiskey. <laughs> Dude was a locker room leader. He'd be like, you're the guy that people go up to, like, yo, how was my match? Yo, how was this? Yo, how can I be, how can I get more time on TV? And the guy, for what it's worth, he shared his knowledge with people and was a locker room leader on that standpoint. Cena, locker room leader. No matter how many people fucking hate the dude, locker room fucking leader. He drew the big bucks. The house was there because of him. Not because of fucking John Morrison, as much as we love him. They weren't coming in drones to see him. They were coming in to see Cena. You know what I mean? So when I hear stories like that, and then I hear today of what he could be, it's fucking amazing. That's pretty dope. I'm going to have to check that out. But I'm not going to front. But I do agree with you. A locker room leader doesn't run around demanding that title. You know, it's just given. And that's his problem, bro. And it's always going to be his problem. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And then, like I said, I'm a firm believer that it always takes two to tango. And as much as CM Punk is for the blame and the fault, Tony Khan is bigger. Yeah. He's the bigger problem here. He's the one that should be taking all this load. And people should be coming at him because you're enabling this dude. Like, if you go watch that post media, you know, he sits there. And he lets Punk cut him off, like, no, 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 you don't got to clear nothing off. No, bro, once he talks about your executive vice presidents, your business buddy, people that created this organization, which you got money into this, and disrespect other talent, you shut that shit down ASAP, you know? Disrespects talent, EVPs. People's mothers. People's mothers, people's peoples, fucking yeah. uh, fans in the audience. Um, yeah. You're supposed to be this heroic baby face yet you're fucking cutting ass on a fat dude. Good dude, for you. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. He still hurt fucking feels about Cole Cabana. Because like he says, it's 2022 and it's appalling that I have to sit here and still speak about this situation. It's because it bothers you. Because you can easily choose to sit here and say, I'm not acknowledging that. That's the past. Let's move on. You know? Ask me about my match. But no. I know that shit hurts him. It does hurt him. Bro. Because that was his only friend for a long time. 
fight all up the until he, he has in yeah. AJ Lee, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Besides yeah. his wife, that's yeah. all he. That's only. I mean, there's some people in AEW that like him, but I mean, like, know him, know him. There's people that know. Like, I think Cabana knows him to the core. And whatever the issue is, like you said, it takes two to tangle. They could be wrong on both sides. I don't know. Whatever. At the end of the day, one's being more shittier than the other. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you're on the right, you should not be that shitty to a person when they're down like that. And, you know, you people making accusations and all this shit about a person's place in the company while you're on top, it is kind of fucking shady where we don't see one person at all, yet we see you parading every fucking day. Let's get into that fucking, that, that media skirm because at the end of the day, it's a press conference, it's a pro wrestling press conference, right? So we have to suspend belief a little bit. But once yeah. again, when Punk talks, 50 to 75% of it is a shoot. Mm-hmm. And all the shit he's thinking about Kitty Omega, the books, you know, Hangman Page, and all the shots that he's taking on people and their families and their way of life, and how he's the one that people come to see, and he's the one that that makes the money. Now people should listen to him, and how dumb it is for Hangman not to take advice from other people, and yada 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 yada, and all this fucking slew of bullshit disrespecting the company, disrespecting your 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 president of the company right then and there by cutting him off. When you have someone like this, it kind of blurs the lines. If I'm fucking Warner Brothers Discovery and I'm making like cuts left and right and I'm making fucking like decisions sporadically without emotion whatsoever on some fucking Nick Khan type shit, like the last thing I want is bad publicity for my company because I've seen already what bad publicity does to DC. They scrap the whole fucking franchise and they say, fuck you. So imagine, they could be like, yo, Tony Khan, at the end of the day, yeah, it's a nice product, but get the fuck out of here because you have this schmuck out here that doesn't know how to blur the lines between real life and fake. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what to do. He's over here fucking going crazy. He's over here fucking supposedly getting the fights in the back room, starting fights. Let's get into that right here. After the after the press conference, Omega and supposedly one of the Bucks, or both of them, it's still fucking fuzzy on the, on the facts confront Punk in the back. Your boy Vince Steele, whatever the fuck his name is, comes to his rescue, says my friend was getting jumped by three people so I had to intervene. Fucking throws a chair. Supposedly someone gets almost knocked the fuck out. People are injured. Like you said, Punk is fucking really injured. Supposedly. What the fuck is going on? It's mayhem, bro. Dude. Dude. I told you this. WCW vibes, bro. The inmates are running the asylum. And this is what happens when, bro, this is what happens. I'm like, when a dungeon master DD don't take control of a fucking game, bro. This is what happens when you're not sitting here taking control of your organization and putting on your big boy pants. This is what happens when you just, you know, let everybody run fucking loose. This is what happens when you get favoritisms. This is what happens when you give a dude that you took a risk. You know, and just, he doesn't respect you. He doesn't respect your organization. He doesn't respect nobody. And this is what happens, you know, shit like this, bro. Like, so that's why I put a lot of the fault on Tony Khan, bro. And and, and, and you, now you out here disrespecting, but then putting hands on talent? Like, nah, bro, you, you got to step in. You got to do some shit, but you're not doing nothing, though. That's the, that's the appalling shit. And then at the media post, somebody said something. One of the reporters, you want to get offended. I don't need to sit here and take this shit. 
What the fuck, bro? Get your prize straight. It's really weird because, like I said, you're really blurring the lines between what's a work and what's real at this point in time. And there hasn't been any video evidence. There hasn't been any pictures, yada, 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 when it comes to that scuffle in the background. So for all we know, it could be them just hyping up the machine to cause more controversy to continue into Wednesday, right? It could be. And like it, like Bischoff said as well, too, and like we say on the podcast, that's a very fucking ballsy thing to do. Because right off the bat, you're turning... You're turning off a lot of your audience. Your hardcore fans, you're turning off a lot of them. Whatever, who's in the wrong, who's in the right, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's unnecessary drama that no one wants. This is not like Vince blowing himself up in a car drama. Where we're like, mm-hmm. we're kind of laughing at this because it's stupid. No, this is like, well, this could be real and it's not fun. Like, there's no, nothing out of this sounds fun. If anything, it just sounds stupid. It sounds high school. It sounds like a prom date gone wrong. Like, all this shit fucking sounds like childish shit. And for the life of me, I don't see any benefits of this yeah. being not a work. This, oh, sorry, if it is a work. Yeah, this, this is the type, if it's a work, this is the type of thing that, for me at least, will be like, well, I don't see an end game. And if it comes out like, oh, well, this was a work, this is a, you know what, bro? I don't care about your product no more. This is fucking dumb. This is stupid, you know? Like, there's no, this is the type of work for me in my eyes to turn off fans from their product because yeah. there is no gain from this. Yeah, and it's the worst time to do this because the other company right now is picking up steam. Little by little. Oh, like, yeah. For whatever it is, like, they're still having their own pains with WWE. But at the end of the day, when you're seeing this bullshit happen and then you look at the other side of the pond, you're like, oh, you're bringing back people? Oh, you're actually given time for matches? Oh, okay. I might give you a shot again. Yeah, bro. They, they, they're fucking up because, like you said, little by little, the raw product is getting better. Little by little. Bro, this drama, and I'm speaking for me, little by little, this drama is swindling me to start watching Monday Night Raw's a little bit more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And maybe skip that dynamite and go to the show for me that I do enjoy and don't give me no drama impact. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, bro. Very interesting what's going on with the world AEW. We really don't know what's happening. The last report that I saw from Brian Alvarez, from Sean Sapp, from a couple other people as well too from FIFO were saying reportedly that because of the injury and everything that's been going on, it's at a boiling point where either the three EVPs are either no longer to be in the company or Punk's no longer to be in the company. But he does, they all suspect that no one is going to be working together for the foreseeable future. Uh, now, like I said, work yeah. or not, that's not good publicity. Like, even if you're a sponsor and you're like, well, that's pro wrestling, but like, this seems a little too real for me. Why the fuck do I want to attach myself to this? Yeah, I agree, man. And if it's a work, I don't, that's why I like, I'm leaning towards it's not a work, because if it's a work, I don't see no end game to this, bro. I don't see no possible great positive outcome coming out of this. I want to believe it's a work because I couldn't, I can't fathom if this is true. Because if it is true, that company is dog shit at that point. Like, they, you're going to need a year of rehab to really fix mm. everything. Like, everything. The stench of punk and all the fights going on and what's been happening with the influx of new talent getting over rather than older talent. You're going to have to, like, take like six months off and come back strong. Like, because if this is all true, why should anyone put their faith in this company? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed a thousand percent, bro. They, 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 they 
they like bro they 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 one one person walking out away from just becoming like a wow and just repackaging bro yeah that ass sad day sad day so fast how everything just turned man everything just turned and maybe we should saw it from from the right on the wall when we heard about red dragon adam cole possible things like that maybe we should have been like hey it, 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 it all happened once CM Punk came back, bro. It all happened. The company was running fine. For the life of me, I don't know why this dude... It's just a mark, bro. That's all it is. And he wants to give this dude a shot after 10 years. Bro, like 10, 7 years? Maybe you should have done your homework before picking this dude up, but I forgot you're a mark. So marks, you know, you should blind him. This is usually then. This is coming from the person as well too that said on day one that he wasn't going to be an on-screen character or on-screen presence, or he wasn't going to be the person that you associate AEW with, and that didn't last for like months. I, I saw the ride on with Tony Khan once he started doing infomercials with with, with uh, Impact Dude. Wrestling. Dude, yeah, like every everything fucking changed in, in a heartbeat, you know. I don't know, man. Like, I just really want to get to the end result of this already. And like I said, if CM Punk is really injured, my viewership is going to fucking rely on if I hear interim strap or if I hear your man got stripped. You know? So, I don't know, man. It's disgusting. Wednesday is going to be a very interesting show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very interesting show. And either way, I think people are going to be tuning in to see exactly what the result is. I'm going to be ballsy and say that no one's going to get the resolution they want. I think they're going to sweep oh, no, this under the rug. Of course not. We're not going to get a resolution tomorrow. They're going to try to handle this shit fucking behind stage. They're going to keep pumping out the same product, bro. And, you know, like you said, there's reports that some people are not even showing up for the taping bro like yep. they're not even showing up to the arena they're not even going to work so something has to be done bro and i don't know bro i, I bro like tell me you grew up a cm punk fan without telling me bro like everything he's doing bro like dude it's not worth it for the life of me i don't know why he's trying to hold on to this i get it try to make amends try to make shit work for money but hey if it's not working don't fucking try to jam a square in a circle bro you know it's not working on lighter news Braun Strowman came back yesterday in a roll red pants on and tripped on live TV so. yes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that's like that's like the 10 o'clock news where you get all the massacre and then towards the end oh yeah we get the fucking surfing squirrel <laughs> like, it's like Christmas in July <laughs> dude this dude trip man like bro Gable ain't even trying bro people are blaming Gable for that no 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 they're like he should have lifted his leg higher he was supposed to go under how the fuck was this midget supposed to fucking cool, like yeah. were like what 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 are we doing here yeah. dude that big man got no business doing that choo-choo train no more bro like that's his fault gable gable did right by not even trying to sell it bro you know because gable could have easily sat here and like went along with it but no it was like, nope, I don't want no part of this. Quiz <laughs> is rolled back in the ring like you do, you boo Hell yeah, he's like, you do you. Uh, oh, it's called the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Well, oh, 
that's the news, guys. Um, that was our wrap up right there of all the events that are happened that happened already. Um, Wednesday's gonna be a very interesting show. We'll stay tuned for that. We'll see what happens on the forefront for the WWE Impact Wrestling and beyond. From there, you can find me uh, on the Instagram at LuchaFalcisco and on the, the Twitter at LuchaFalcisco as well too. Uh, beyond the Bronx, you can find on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple, oh, sorry, I said Apple Music already, um, Amazon Music, but Jay, where can people find you if they want to get their cyberpunk on, or talk to you a little bit about Skyrim? Oh, Skyrim, y'all can hit me up at NeonPunk84, finally got my handles right, let's get it, yeah, yeah, that's my Instagram, and I believe that's my Twitter, look at that, I thought I was doing good, I think that's Twitter, yeah. fantastic, Uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, because I just don't know my handles, Uh, but yeah, so if y'all want to hit me up, talk about some game, talk about some wrestling, disagree with what I just said, you know, hit me up, that's where you can find me. Definitely, definitely, and there's a lot of stuff that we're talking about that people won't agree on, let us know in the comments, please reach out to us you can reach out to us on anchor and leave a voice message if you want to say your mm-hmm. fucking jabronis and be like yeah sounds about right yeah, sounds about right <laughs> i am a jabroni hey that's what your mama said yo bro i'm sorry i've been on the deuce bigelow bench just watching it and then my little the asian cat hey your mama down here it's okay you've been under ever since you talked about the, my man the magi i've been watching the mummy <laughs> Look at that, bro. Yeah, yalla. The, yalla. The, the, the Magi of Man Horse. <laughs> oh, we are the secret of Magi. <laughs> oh, fucking fuck. Bro, that's that's one. Is that on any streamer? Yeah, HBO. Oh, okay. I'm about to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are. Oh, okay. At least the, the, the good ones are. Yeah, that's the all third that one's horrible. Yeah, the third one's horrible. Uh, I know you got a soft spot for the Scorpion King, but like, yeah, that, that, that's you, horrible. Hey, 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 hey. You, <laughs> wait, part two or the Scorpion King movie? Wait, part two is the one with Randy Couture? No. Which is the one with Randy Couture? Yeah, I know that shit is atrocious. You it's do like, know Randy Couture is in there at 20, right? That's like part four or something. Dude, like that. dude, I didn't even know that was part four. That's There's crazy. There's like four Scorpion Kings. He's, he's yeah. like one of them. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I only thought it was just like two Scorpion Kings, bro. Oh, son, they're all like straight to DVD. No wonder, bro. Yeah. The, the fuck? Wow, I learned something. Dude, that, that just, there's just... This shit is probably like fucking Scorpion King, the last hour. <laughs> Scorpion I'm, King, the sands of time. <laughs> like, I'm gonna send this all to you as soon as we're done. Yes, please send me that because I, I didn't know it was for, bro. Just for just for the wrestling podcast, Scorpion King TikTok. <laughs> you leave Haku Masente alone. Bro, just looking at it now, bro. I'm like, yeah, that shit was weird, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was just weird. CGI uh, was crazy, and I'm not one for but just and then the way my son Brandon Fraser was bodying him and held on, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, my man in a tab, no, that was gold. Nice, I'm actually not moving, and then he just looks and just jumps. Nah, you know what, bro? That that dude, you, if she got haunted for the rest of her life, she deserves it, bro. Cause you don't do that, bro. What you put that man through, bro? Twice. See, 
Twice, yeah, not once, but twice. You see how trifling women are, bro? You see how trifling they are? Nah, bro. My son, bro, my son gave you everything. He brought you back from the dead. And, and you want to treat him like this, bro? Nah, man. You should pull his leg religiously at night, bro. Mm-hmm. Fucking not one, bro. See? Especially the pretty ones, bro. They rotten inside, bro. Bro, <laughs> she was rotten to begin with because she was cheating on the pharaoh with him. Yes. <laughs> oh man, don't get yourself on the not to moon if y'all listen oh, to this. They've been trifling since day one, since the mm-hmm. first age. They all trifling, bro. They all trifling. <laughs> I'm done, guys. Everybody, <laughs> have a great night. <laughs> Later, bro. Later, everybody. <laughs>